0: Welcome to the How to Survive a Horror Movie podcast, where we learn how to survive horror movies and maybe how to survive life. I'm your host, Ryan Stacey, and today we're continuing our unfortunate dive into the Friday the 13th series with Friday the 13th Part 4. The final chapter, which is definitely the last movie in the series, which came out in 1984. Ted, hey Ted, where the
1: hell's Parks? Bro. Yeah, this is it.
0: This is the one. This is the one to uh, to end it all. Uh, and I'm joined by a brand new guest who's never been on the podcast before. And unfortunately, he's making his debut with a Friday the Thirteenth movie. <laughs> Please welcome Jacob Colness to the podcast. Jacob, how you doing?
1: You know, I'm doing all right. I'm 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 glad that we finally got that finality that comes with this series the the final closure to um to kind of end everything we've wrapped up all the storylines and i it's it's nice because i you know coming from someone that hasn't even seen parts one through three going into four i felt really like i i had gotten everything from that recap like i I felt ready to go and i was also just kind of ready for for it to end and this is it
0: (laughs) yeah you got the you got the gist of the first five movies or the first three movies in about five minutes
1: the final chapter
0: uh, there definitely will not be eight more of these the movies. The Final to Destination. Cover. Oof. This is better than The Final Destination.
1: Shrek the Final Chapter. Yep, this <laughs> is it.
0: So you had only seen the reboot of Friday the 13th and then Jason X. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I've seen Jason X. I was like 9 and it was on Cinemax and that was about what I remember. Mm. Um Friday the 13th, I haven't seen that movie since uh since it came out the no. the, the 2009, so it's been a year or two you know quite a quite a little bit of time so
0: do you have the desire to watch all of them now
1: no um <laughs> not not all you know i could i could maybe dabble in pick and choose yeah maybe like hand pick one out of a hat once yeah. every blue moon but for for now just I'll, I'll leave it at this one
0: um yeah so this one's fine the only other ones that you really should bother watching are friday the 13th 6th and then mm. probably freddie versus jason
1: no i have seen freddie versus jason oh you have seen Freddie oh yeah jason? so that's three Okay,
0: okay. Uh, then, yeah. The <laughs> oh, other... I,
1: I really like Freddy for That's a fun movie. That's a fun movie.
0: The only other one I would recommend at all is six. Six is mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Yeah, the rest of them kind of blow. This one's fine, though. What did you think about Friday the 13th Part 4?
1: Watchable. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I watched it. It was 90 minutes. People died.
0: A couple of likable characters. A
1: couple likable actors, yeah. Like Corey
0: Feldman, Crispin Glover. Yep,
1: who acts like he's the only person in a room.
0: Yep. I love Crispin Glover, so that was fun.
1: There's just moments where he's just bending his body for no reason.
0: His dance moves are probably the highlight of the movie. It's
1: amazing that's not what killed him.
0: (laughs) So, Jacob, real quick, what what is your thoughts on the horror genre as a whole? Are you a fan?
1: I absolutely respect the horror genre. I am not as well versed in the horror genre as some people are. There is a bit of a repetition to horror films that most fall victim to But a lot and, uh, you know, there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of horror films. So there are tons of horror films that um, are able to kind of escape that repetition or at least kind of build off of that repetition and give you something really fresh. And that's what I like to see a lot of the time. Sometimes there's a monotony that kind of gets a little stale, but for the most part, like if I'll always if it's if it's a recommendable horror film, if it's something that I hear really great things about, I am absolutely thrilled to see it.
0: Whereas I watch all these terrible sequels, yeah, it seems. So the point of this podcast is we're trying to create a master list of rules to survive any and all horror movies. And you can check out our current list of forty eight rules on our Twitter account at How to Horror. That's how the number two horror forty eight it's crazy, and we're going to go through the plot of this movie, beat by beat, decision by decision, to see if we need to add any new rules, which I highly doubt will happen. But spoiler alert for Friday the 13th, the final chapter, for a movie from 1984, spoiler alert, it's fine, go ahead and watch it, why not? But if you don't feel like it, just listen to this podcast. All right, anything else before we jump into this movie? Uh No, let's do it. All right, let's get into the plot of Friday the 13th, the final chapter. The plot. So the movie begins uh, at the crime scene of the end of the third movie at Higgins Haven. The cops are there cleaning up. Jason's body is taken over to the morgue where we meet our our intro kill characters. The coroner, Axel, who's kind of a pervert and likes to say, hey, that's a cute dead body. And then this nurse named Morgan. And we only know her name because it's in the credits. And Axel's like hitting on Morgan and wanting her to come over and like, hey, let's bang in the morgue. And he, right off the bat, like, she comes in to, to see him, and he startles her. Like, this is not a way to seduce somebody by scaring no, them. he
1: he's a creep. He's, he's a big creep. Yeah. Um, and she seems—she's giving him the appropriate reaction. And then suddenly she just decides not to and just goes in. Because yeah. Because this is horror, so they have to have sex at some point. So of course. It, so he's not creepy anymore, you know, once when she finally gives in.
0: Yes. Startling people is not a good way to get in their pants. So, Axel, rule number four, don't be a menace. Don't, don't, don't pray people if you want to have sex mm-hmm. with them. Bad call. But Jason's hand falls off of, you know, the, the green or whatever he's on and startles them. So Morgan leaves because now it's creepy again. Dead bodies are involved. That's fair. Actually.
1: It's amazing that they just, they were able to sit in there without that smell.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially Jason. Like even if he's hasn't, been, even if he's technically still alive, I mean, he, he, he's been in the woods for years. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's also died. A few Eh, times. I don't know if he's technically died yet at this point. Well, didn't he die in the last movie? He got an axe in the head, but I don't know if that actually killed him. Like... Like, I guess not. Yeah, like, he's still going. There's no reason for him to be running around, so I guess he didn't die, just knocked out or something, I guess. But
1: that's a lot of dried, gross blood and exterior wounds. The whole thing is is just gross. He's got to be like a walking corpse at this point.
0: Basically, and he will be starting with the sixth movie. And
1: he bathes in the lake, so...
0: So Axel puts Jason's body finally in the icebox. Probably should have done that a while ago. But he doesn't notice it open itself back up. And so when Jason sneaks up on him and slits his throat and twists his head around, well, didn't see that coming. So as far as Axel goes, I don't have any real, real violations for him. He had no chance to know he was in a horror movie. Because mm-hmm. the number one rule to surviving horror movies, you have to realize you're in one. So you have to like pick up on the clues or like some of them blatant, some of them more subtle that... Something weird is afoot. There really wasn't anything for Axel to notice besides the door not opening all the way. But again, why would he be looking for that?
1: I mean, I suppose, I mean, you're dealing with the corpse of a mass serial killer that everyone seems to be aware of at this point. So maybe not. Maybe he's in the after horror film at this point. Like he's the horror film already happened. Yeah. And now he's like, all right, well, what genre is this?
0: Yeah. I I suppose besides apart from like the classic, oh, I got the bottom of a serial killer, But Jason's not known for resurrecting at this point. Mm -hmm. So I I really don't have anything for Axel, really. And then Morgan goes into the next room, and she hears somebody come in and assumes it's Axel to try and hit on her some more. But it's Jason, and he kills her, too. Stabs her to death. Mm -hmm. And nothing for her, either. Even less for her.
1: Yeah, but I also lost a little bit of respect for her, too. For, uh... For just giving in.
0: Oh, for just, like, standing there and not... Uh, or, or for Just Axel. giving in. Yeah, just giving in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> she didn't have to do that.
0: Yeah. You can do better than fricking Axel.
1: Just leave.
0: Ugh. So that's our intro kills. Yeah. So now we're gonna meet our main characters. First we meet Trish Jarvis and her mom, who are out for a jog, and these are, um, the, Jar- the Jarvises are gonna be our main family, and Trish seems like a nice girl. Mm-hmm. She's J- out jogging with her mom.
1: I thought her and her mom were twins at first, because they looked the same age. <laughs> Which they probably were, honestly. <laughs>
0: And they go home, and we meet uh, Trish's little brother, Tommy Jarvis, who's played by Corey Feldman. And he's a monster enthusiast. Uh, He likes to make monster masks and all really quality ones, too.
1: Yeah, that kid should be working in the business.
0: It's almost like Tom Savini actually made these and not him. (laughs) But these are, like, really dope masks. Uh, So Tommy's pretty cool. He's just just a little kid, but he's, Mm -hmm. like, super talented. He can do, like, anything. Tommy's great. And then we're going to meet our group of teenagers who are all going to die horribly. Um, So we have a group of six we meet off the bat. And most of them don't have much personality. We have Paul and Sam, who are dating. And Sam is kind of the the slutty girl, I guess, is her character. She's the one that was, like, pretending to drown, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Her, okay. And then we have Sarah and Doug, who are also dating. And Sarah is a virgin. And Doug has literally no personality. And then we have Jimmy and Ted. Jimmy is played by Crispin Glover, and he's kind of a nerd whose girlfriend recently broke up with him. And Ted is kind of the horn dog of the group. He just makes a lot of jokes and is, thinks he's a ladies' man, but he's not at all. I like Jimmy and Ted. They're, they have a fun dynamic. Um, the rest of them are kind of whatever, but uh, Jimmy and Ted are pretty fun.
1: Yeah, they're teenagers, for sure.
0: <laughs> they're heading to a cabin. They've rented the cabin next door to the Jarvises for some period of time to party it up. Mm-hmm. And they briefly get lost so we can have a, a look at the grave of Pamela Voorhees Pamela Voorhees for some reason. But just a reminder that, that that she was a character who was in this series. They're driving along and there's a hitchhiker wanting to get to Canada.
1: Yeah, Banana Girl.
0: Banana Girl. And Sam wants to pick her up and give her a ride. And Paul's like, well, A, we don't have room. And B, she's not, well, I mean,
1: I'm in no right to say this, but attractive. <laughs> they didn't want to bring her.
0: Yeah. But most importantly, Paul does follow rule number 13, which is don't pick up hitchhikers. Now, she seemed like a nice girl who just wanted to get to Canada. A, they weren't going anywhere near Canada. B, don't pick up hitchhikers.
1: She didn't look like a hitchhiker, though.
0: She Yeah, she was a hippie trying to get to Canada for some reason. Yeah,
1: She looked like a college kid that, like, lost her way in the woods. <laughs> She's asking to get killed, honestly. Pretty
0: much, and she does. Uh, she sits down to eat her banana, and Jason sneaks up on her and kills her.
1: Yep. I mean, yeah, just avoid, write that down. Avoid bananas. Bananas are bananas, a terrible fruit. They are not, but they are a deadly fruit. <laughs> I guess.
0: So that's another one dead, and she did nothing wrong either. That's going to be a very common occurrence this movie is nobody did anything wrong until the very end. They just kind of die. The teens get to the cabin. Tommy and Trish go over and introduce themselves. Mrs. Jarvis is reading the newspaper, and she sees that Jason's corpse has gone missing from the morgue. And she doesn't react at all. She looks a little bit like, huh.
1: And then she turns the page. That's weird.
0: <laughs> and we're going to find out later that uh, Axel and Morgan's body ha- bodies have disappeared. So maybe she's thinking, oh, they just ran off with Jason's body for some reason. There's really only two options here. Somebody stole the body or Jason's still alive. Someone stole the body is definitely the more likely Mm. possibility. But yeah, I don't know. If, If I found out about this, I'd be a little weirded out. But then again, there's no reason to suspect he would go to your house to kill you. I don't know. It, it's weird. I, I don't want to say full-blown that they're in a horror movie, but it's just like maybe Mrs. Jarvis should just be a little bit more paranoid. Well, like I point.
1: said, they, they they don't think that they're in a horror movie because the horror movie already happened.
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: Um, so everything else that follows suit is just like, oh, well, that's strange. Yeah. It's more of a mystery at this point.
0: Yeah, it, it's weird. I, it, yeah, because we haven't really gotten into like resurrecting killers in this series yet so if this was more like a halloween series where it's like it happens so often that michael keeps coming back yeah they should probably be a little more on guard but we're not there yet in this series we'll get there but not yet so we get tommy watching paul and sam make out being a little bit of a pervert the teens go down to the lake the next day and we meet uh, a set of twins tina and terry and they all go skinny dipping tina and terry yeah of
1: course because you're gonna name your twins the same
0: first letter so now we have eight teenagers who are just ready to die. So Tommy and Trish arrive at the lake and they realize, oh, they're skinny dipping. So Trish is like, no, 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 Tommy, we gotta leave.
1: What? Who, who skinny dips anymore? I mean, I guess this is the 80s, but like, it just seems like, oh, let's just completely be nude in front of all of our friends. I've is definitely that just... gone skinny
0: dipping multiple times. Oh, okay, well, so. TMI. Wow, well, wait, wait a put me on the spot like that. <laughs> uh, wait. Wow, okay, I feel personally attacked.
1: but it's like at this point, if don't skinny dip, especially as we're gonna get to at night, because Jaws already like c- <laughs> completely put a stamp to that. do not do that. <laughs> uh, the very it, first thing that happens in that movie.
0: Well, I don't think it matters. I mean, I think she would have gotten eaten if she was skinny dipping or not in Jaws. Like she, I don't think the clothes would have deterred the shark from eating her.
1: Do you think the movie Jaws exists in in uh, Friday the 13th, like physically as like a as a movie? It's a good question.
0: I would hope so. I hope Jaws exists in every timeline. Mm -hmm. Uh, That would be my my hope.
1: Does Back to the Future exist or will exist? Ooh. That's an Uh, interesting question, Well, we do
0: have Crispin Glover. Yeah. So, boy, but if Crispin Glover dies here, he can't have Marty McFly. Mm -hmm. So maybe maybe Jaws can't exist in this timeline. (laughs) So on the way back, Trisha's car breaks down, and Tommy's trying to fix it, but eventually this hitchhiker named Rob shows up. And Rob is just kind of a standard hunky man who's manly and knows how to fix things. But his secret motivation is his sister was actually killed in the second movie. So he's around looking for Jason because he knows that Jason's body has gone missing and he thinks Jason is still alive. So Rob actually already knows he's in a horror movie, which is interesting. So good on Rob, I guess. It's one of the few few things we're going to give Rob. And Rob kind of sucks. Rob is an idiot. But he does know he's in a horror movie. But at the same time, if he had just stayed home and just known, like, oh, yeah, there's a horror movie happening out of that camp, I'm I'm good. Rob, Rob just walked into the horror movie, and he didn't really need to. I mean, yes, he's on a quest for vengeance, but still.
1: He kind of walks to his own death here. I mean, spoiler, but, like, yeah, yeah he he doesn't save anybody, technically. He doesn't uh, help in any way. He just kind of, like, is—he is a body yeah. to be disposed
0: of, so— Rob, rule number 32 is play stupid games, win stupid prizes. If you're going to mm-hmm. go hunting a serial killer for n- revenge, I guess, is a fine enough reason. But if you're going to try that, you can't be exactly surprised if you end up dead. It rarely goes well, especially if you're doing it alone. Mm-hmm. Moron. Just stay home. Just just stay home. You got to quarantine yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Rob helps them fix their car and, and they gave him a ride back to their house. None of this matters. <laughs> uh, Tommy, Tommy just shows off some of his monster masks to Rob. Uh, just to establish he's got a ton of monster masks. Mm-hmm. And like, the teenagers, they're all flirting some more. Jimmy gets teated, or maybe it's Terry, I can't tell. One of the twins to dance with him, and we get to see Jimmy's amazing dance moves. Mm-hmm. They're, they're pretty spectacular. If uh, Look up Crispin Glover dancing Friday the 13th, and you will not be disappointed. It's incredible.
1: Yeah, it's like someone flinging a piece of spaghetti noodle.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty just accurate, Back and actually. forth, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. The highlight of the movie, in my opinion. So Rob goes off into the woods alone to keep hunting Jason, I guess. Paul starts flirting with Tina, which is who's one of the twins. So his girlfriend, Sam, gets jealous because, of course. what? Why would you just, like, start flirting with someone when, you're, when your significant other's right there? I've seen it happen. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Paul sucks. People are, people are dicks. People are dicks. So Sam, rightfully so, gets jealous and decides to go skinny dipping. Kind of expecting Paul's going to show up and, like, apologize. But she goes out and gets on this raft out in the lake, and it's just out there doesn't mind the cold even though in real life she got hypothermia filming this scene mm-hmm. and jason sneaks up on her from underwater somehow and stabs her to death
1: he's a good swimmer
0: He is a really good swimmer which is so funny because in freddie versus jason they try and play that uh jason's afraid of water and it's like no 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 this, have you seen friday the 13th part 4 mm-hmm. so sam's dead and she's another one who had no chance she didn't even know she was in a horror movie she just shows up and goes swimming and dies and she's
1: got the best, best death face, too. It's just like tongue out, <laughs> everything.
0: That's good stuff. So Paul comes out to find Sam, and he goes swimming out there and finds that she's dead. Okay, Paul knows he's in a horror movie. Rule number one, Paul, you are in a horror movie. So, Jacob, you're in the middle of a lake. Mm. You just find a dead body out on a raft out there. What do you do?
1: I swim. Which I, is I, what Paul does? Yeah, I, I swim the other way.
0: Yeah. Rule number 11 is get out. <laughs> And I think we're at get-out point for Paul. Paul just needs to get out of this lake and just just get the hell away from the Pretend he didn't
1: see anything.
0: Well, no, I think he should get back and tell everybody to get in the car and just drive out of here.
1: Or he can just drive out of there.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's probably the right move. But he's not, unfortunately, not going to get that chance because he's going to get harpooned in the balls by Jason. Mm. Oof. Brutal kill. And again, you know, Paul did everything right it's just bad luck that jason got to him before he could get out of the lake
1: yeah it's too bad it's too bad for his
0: balls but rob hears paul screaming he's the only one who does uh so good on rob he grits his machete rule number five is lock and load so he's got a machete he looks around a little bit trying to figure out what's going on but he comes back to his tent and he finds his gun has been broken so jason's been here and destroyed his gun probably should have had that with him i don't know why he didn't
1: you don't leave your gun behind
0: yeah uh rule number seven is don't leave your weapon behind
1: yeah there you go. Yep,
0: exactly right. Uh, keep that with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, it's good you have multiple weapons, but my first instinct would be to grab the gun and the machete, not just one. I don't know. I don't know, Rob. You you make questionable decisions, sir. So Jimmy and Tina, they go bang. Uh, so Crispin Glover gets it on. Good for him. Ted, meanwhile, finds some old Tommy pornography on uh, on film and puts that on. And he, Terry, Doug, and Sarah all start watching it and just laughing their asses off. <laughs> Except for Terry. Terry doesn't like this. She She's done with this crap. She wants to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only guy left for her is Ted, and she doesn't want Ted, because who would? So she tries to go get her sister and be like, hey, we should leave. And Tina's like, nah, I'm banging Crispin Glover. Get lost.
1: Which happens enough. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, probably happens all the time. <laughs> so Terry's like, all right, fine. I'm going to leave. And as she's walking out to her bike, Jason impales her from behind mm-hmm. and kills her. Yet another one who had no chance. Mm-hmm. Artistic kill, though. Just all we see is the silhouette. True. And it's yeah. all done in one long take, too. Yeah. And at this point, uh, a thunderstorm starts rolling in. So that'll make it harder for people to hear the screams, just thunder and stuff. So at least that, that's something.
1: That's very artistic. Yes, yeah,
0: very artistic. Friday the 13th, part four. So artistic. <laughs> so Sarah decides she's going to finally have sex with Doug, and they, they're going to go upstairs. Mrs. Jarvis comes home. The power's out in her house. Her kids and the dog aren't there. We don't really know where they went. They don't set that up at all. So she goes outside to look around and gets killed off-screen by Jason. <sighs> we do have a rule about this. Rule number fourteen is don't go looking for missing people. But I don't think Mrs. Jarvis. Well, hey, it's her kid, so I, I usually give a pass for that because you know family stuff. I guess that's important.
1: It is. You don't. You don't go looking for the pet. I think it is the big one. How you don't, dare you? No, because the pet. It's like if it's a cat, it's going to leave anyway.
0: I mean, yeah, go looking for a cat. As much as I love my cats, they would be impossible to find. I can understand going to look for the dog. I
1: mean, imagine how soon Alien would have ended if she didn't go look for the cat.
0: <laughs> you can't leave the cat behind. No. Okay. Cats are awesome. So she's going to go look for her kids, and that's fine. And again, I don't know if she really knows she's in a horror movie. I mean, yes, she knows Jason's body disappeared. I don't know. Maybe at least bring a weapon if you're going to go outside and look around for your kids. Lock and load, rule five. Mm. I don't know. What do you think?
1: How does she not know that she's in a horror film, though? Like literally, in her situation, where she is, trying to find her kid during this time,
0: thunderstorm
1: thunderstorm, like the signs are there.
0: the signs are there there there's there's hints yeah. I, I won't say there's enough hard evidence.
1: I suppose she hasn't like come face to face with Jason just at this point, but yeah. or at any point because we don't really see it
0: I guess I'm, um, I'm I've lowered my standards a little bit because in part three, there was so much obvious bullshit. That the characters just ignore that they're in a horror movie and there isn't nearly as much in 4.
1: I suppose. It's more just like basic stupidity.
0: Yeah. But anyway, Mrs. Jarvis is going to die off screen and we're never going to find her body. But there's a deleted scene where they find her body. So Mm. that's how I know this. So Trish and Tommy get home. Now they can't find their mom. Oh no, it's the same thing. And obviously they're worried. And, you know, again, rule number 14, don't go looking for missing people, but it's your mom. I get it. Uh, it's, it's more acceptable. Would you
1: not go looking for your mother? I
0: would go looking for my mother. Yeah. Okay.
1: So um, reasonable behavior, reasonable
0: behavior. But if you're looking for like one of your friends who was a dumbass and wandered off and you already know people are dying, that that's kind of when the rule applies. When you've already known you're in a horror movie, people are dying. You found a couple of bodies, but you don't know where friend A is. Friend B and C are dead. Yeah. But you don't know where friend A is. Well, don't go looking for them. They're probably dead too. Just get out.
1: Well, these also don't seem like the kind of friends that would last more than high school, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, you go into college, you meet other people,
1: and then you just separate ways. And... Yeah,
0: exactly. But Trish goes out to find her while Tommy stays home to get the power on. <sighs> Rule number 19 is don't split up, gang. Let's split up and look for clues. If you're in this kind of situation, just stick together. Yes, the power would be nice. Maybe do that first, then maybe go look for your mom second or flip. It doesn't matter. Just make a list. Yeah, you can just, just stick together. Just stick together. Hmm. Uh, don't split up. But don't Mystery Inc. is not a role model,
1: even though they solve the mystery every single time. Yeah, uh, but this isn't a mystery. This is a horror film.
0: One of these days we're gonna we're gonna cover some of the Scooby Doo movies on this podcast, and I'm gonna have things to say. Okay, like Scooby Doo on Zombie Island will be covered at some point.
1: You have like 35 Scooby Doo movies.
0: To, to do, yeah, yeah, and I only own like four of them. Yeah, so That's, it's
1: going to be a lot of painful, yeah. John Cena WWE mashup movies for you to to cover. Can't
0: wait! Yeah. Uh, I hope John Cena wins the Randy Meeks merit badge. Mm-hmm. God, that would be am- that would be that would be amazing. So Trish goes out to Rob's tent, and Rob goes back and he sees somebody's in his tent. Probably assumes it's Jason. He like slashes through it and realizes Trish is inside.
1: She's the most like. Why would you? There's a killer running around, the guy that he's looking for. The thing that he wants to do is to act in the same manner as the killer to open up a tent? Really? (laughs) Do you think that's going to scare somebody?
0: I don't know. Rob's behavior is somewhat nonsensical.
1: Yeah, and it's also a false scare. Yeah. Movie logic, it's a false scare. So, voila, it's not Jason.
0: So, Jimmy goes down to get a bottle of wine, celebrating uh, getting laid. Mm -hmm. Can't find the corkscrew. And then he's, like, screaming at Ted, hey, Ted, where's the corkscrew? And for some reason, Ted can't hear him.
1: Well, Ted's too distracted by the boobs. Yeah. Which, for one, he's been watched. he watched the entire reel. Yeah. By himself, well, mostly by himself. Pretty much by himself. And he just laughed the whole time, which is kind of like, I don't know, that kind of behavior. That's weird. You'd think that he would have went to another room at some point.
0: He must have been high.
1: He must have been too high. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, Jason shows up and stabs Jimmy in the hand with a corkscrew and then shoves a cleaver through his face. Yep. And that's the end of that's, Crispin Glover. It's
1: the big A list death.
0: <sighs> Good kill. It's like uh, Janet Lee. Yeah, yeah. And bummer to see him go. And again, he didn't know he was in a horror movie. No. So, Tina, she sees her sister's bike is still here. And she's like, that's kind of weird. But maybe she just came back to rejoin the party and stop being such a party pooper. Unfortunately, she will never find out for sure because Jason grabs her from outside the window. I don't know how he knew she was there.
1: Hey, climbed up there like a monkey.
0: Punches through the window, grabs her and just yeets her right out the window. She lands on a car and dies.
1: Go look at the clip from Muppets Take Manhattan when they they literally chuck the puppets, the Muppets, out of a a moving car and (laughs) throw them onto the sidewalk. (laughs) It looked like that, but like with a human body. (laughs) (laughs)
0: This is the Muppets take Manhattan and Jason takes Manhattan. Is Jason the Muppet? There's the mashup right there. There's the mashup that we need. I would would watch it. Friday the 13th Muppets crossover event. Mm -hmm. I would watch the shit out of that. I bet
1: they take place in the same universe, just in two different corners of Manhattan.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. I would watch that movie so hard. So Tina's dead. And again, she didn't know she was in a horror movie. Same old bullshit. Rob shows Trish a bunch of newspaper clips uh, about Jason. So... Uh, this is how Rob knows all of the stuff he knows about Jason, and he's not going to use it at all. This is just set up for Tommy to read it later, and he's actually going to use it. Sarah and Doug go upstairs to take a shower. Ted's film ends, and he goes up to the screen, and he gets stabbed in the head by Jason and dies.
1: Well, yeah, when your film ends, it's nothing wrong with the projector. You just yeah. turn it off.
0: Yeah, he he's like too drunk. He thought it was he
1: thought it was something wrong with the screen. You know,
0: the movie just ended. Yeah. Um, and Jason stabs him to death. And again, Ted did not know he was in a horror movie. Do you get? He thought he was in Porky's. <laughs> yeah pretty much and sarah gets out of the shower and goes to her room so doug's still in the shower someone turns the lights out on him he thinks it's either sarah or one of his friends pranking him but jason just busts right in and crushes his skull and that's the end of the most boring character in the movie oh yeah he 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 was definitely maybe a character
1: yeah he was the uh he was like the white bread character and now
0: he's toast (laughs) that was dumb i liked it though uh no rule violations for doug So, Sarah returns to the bathroom and finds Doug dead. Finally, Sarah, rule number one, you are in a horror movie. Um, And she's going to try and follow rule number 11. That's get out. She's going to try and run out of here. And she gets down to the front door and it's locked. But it's inside the house. So, pretty pretty easy to unlock.
1: Yeah, just flip the switch.
0: So, that's definitely a violation of rule number 10. Don't panic.
1: Yeah, I think she just, like, wasn't paying attention to the doorknob whatsoever. Which, I mean, in her situation, maybe understandable. But... Also stupid.
0: Yes. Like, we get it. You're freaked out. It's fair to be freaked out by finding a dead body. But, you know, do you want to live? Don't panic. You know, focus. But Jason's going to put an axe to the door and kill her Mm -hmm. in one fell swoop. So that's the end of Sarah and this entire group of teenagers. All right. We're down to three characters left in the movie. The the Jarvis siblings and Rob. Oh, yeah. Rob. Uh, Good old Rob. For Sarah, though, the only rule violation, finally we have a rule violation, is rule number 10, don't panic. That's all I got for her. So Rob and Trish, they go back to their house to find Tommy. They try to call for help. That's great. Rule number 12 is wait for backup. So, you know, get some cops out there to help you. That's great. Unfortunately, Jason kills the phone lines. That's pretty much par for the course, though.
1: So where cell phones would have come in handy.
0: Yeah. Why don't they have cell phones? Mm. It's 1984. (laughs) So Rob and Trish decide to head next door. Why? Why go next door? I mean, maybe you can get a few more people to help you fight, but really, there are a bunch of teens you met yesterday. Who cares? Ah, uh, uh. And why leave Tommy behind, too? Rule number 19, don't split up, gang. I really don't like this.
1: Yeah, these are all the poor decisions happening.
0: Yeah, we're going to get into support poor decisions here. This is like the worst stretch.
1: It's amazing they made it out. Yeah. Whoever did make
0: it out. They get to the house, and they see the door has been partially chopped down. Rule number one, guys, you are in a horror movie. Don't go in the house.
1: Yeah, something happened there
0: yeah now it's time to turn back around and go go barricade yourself in in the jarvis house this find is the still, car or get, get, yeah, get in the car drive off anything is better than this they go inside and rob decides to go check out the basement alone they're splitting up more why go in the basement why go alone i don't have any answers for you folks i got nothing and then uh, the dog runs upstairs. Uh, they bring their dog with. And then the dog jumps out the window for some reason.
1: Yeah, the dog just, like, commits suicide.
0: Yeah, do we even see him again?
1: No, we never see the dog again. Huh.
0: I'm the, dog the dog was dog just
1: like, fuck this shit, I'm out.
0: He yeah. Just got out of there. Yeah, so. he just ran into the woods and got away. Good dog. <laughs> <laughs> so Trish goes upstairs. Rule number 15, don't go upstairs. Unless you don't have another choice, there's no good reason to go upstairs. There was a good reason later on to go upstairs. Sure, because it was the only place to go.
1: No, for for what will happen at the end.
0: Oh. Uh, But Trish, 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 don't go upstairs. Back at the Jarber's house, Tommy finds Rob's articles, and he sees a picture of Jason. He starts reading about Jason. Um, So this is good. This is good. Rule number 21 is learn from past events. So Tommy's taking what knowledge is at his fingertips, and, and he's learning it. That's great. You know, learn what you can about your foe. I like that. Do your homework. Do your homework, basically. So Trish finds Doug's body upstairs, and that is the slowest fucking reveal. We gotta track the camera. Oh, yeah.
1: Her eyes can't move past the camera panning point.
0: Yeah. yeah it's, it's so slow.
1: It's ridiculous. Like, I would like to watch that from a different corner of the room <laughs> and just, like, watch her head crank really slow. <laughs> and then up, finally, just to see what's literally just standing right in front of her.
0: Very obviously. There's a clearly a dead body yeah, there. Very clearly a dead body. Uh, she goes back downstairs Runs into Rob. Oh, and they both have machetes, I think. So that's good, at least. Yeah. But they realize Jason's in the basement. So Rob goes down to fight him and immediately just gets overpowered and shouts, he's killing me. He's he's no ash. Yeah. So Rob's telling her to run away because he's dying because Rob sucks. Mm -hmm. So Trish goes back upstairs. And then she goes back downstairs. Why? Because
1: she thought she could take him. Put up the fists.
0: Rule number 35 is no one to cut ties. You just met this guy. Who cares? He's clear. He's shouting. He's killing me. He's killing me. It's probably too late to save him. Sorry to say it, but
1: is it too late to save everybody else?
0: Just your brother. So just go back and help your brother out. So Jason grabs at her through the stairs, and she uses the machete to slice Jason's arm. That's good. She runs on her way out. She finds the bodies of I think Tina, it might be Terry, who knows, one of the twins, and then Jimmy. And what, what's funny is Jimmy's body's like nailed to the door. So she. You can't really get past him, so it's like blocking an exit. It's amazing that she didn't hear them.
1: She hear him nail that. Like, oh. you would have heard some pounding. I feel so, like thunder
0: might have blocked it out, maybe, or maybe rain, maybe. I don't know. I feel like construction is usually pretty loud. That's true. Uh, so she climbs out the window. So that's good. She got out of here. Should have gone out a long time ago, but she's out. So she gets back to the house and meets up with Tommy. All the doors are locked. They start nailing the doors shut. They're going to try and barricade themselves in. That's great. Put up your defenses. Unfortunately, Jason throws Rob's body straight through the window, and your your defenses are penetrated. So Jason can go in and out all he wants now. So your house is virtually useless.
1: Mm-hmm. Might as well just take this outside.
0: Yeah. Get in the car. Drive away. I mean, maybe the car won't start, probably, because it's established the car has issues. Yeah. But this it's is- also bad weather. I don't know. Rain. Yeah, you don't want to get wet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy gets a little too close to the window. Rule number 33, never assume you're safe. I don't know why you went and stood over by that window, but you, you did. And Jason grabs him, and luckily Trisha's there to like slice him up and, and get Tommy free. She hits him with a hammer, mm-hmm. leaves it in Jason's body. <sighs> Take it with you. Take it with you. Because that way you still have your weapon, and also it means Jason's going to bleed more. Um, it might True. T- just bleed out. Could Could have solved that issue. Yeah. Rule number 46 is proper wound management. you know and usually that's about yourself you know you don't want to leave any blades or arrows or whatever uh you want to leave those in there so it, it'll at least you know you won't bleed as much unless you can wrap it right then in there
1: yeah and you might need that hammer for other things like yeah. unrelated unrelated to this situation
0: <laughs> um get so that hammer pull it out maybe jason will bleed to death so at this point they run upstairs and this time it's a little more acceptable because there's nowhere else for them to go except you know jason's kind of blocking their way and they barricade themselves in tommy's room Jason just axes his way right through the door. I don't know what you expected to happen. Maybe go on the roof, mm. climb down, get out some way. Trish hits him in the head with a TV, knocks him out. He's clearly still alive, though. We can see him breathing. Rule number six is double tap. These characters are frustrating, Jacob. Yeah, it wasn't even that big a TV. Little t- little screen. He's got an axe right there. Yeah. Just cut his head off. Decapitate. Nope. They're trying to sneak past him, and Jason wakes up and swings an axe at her. And then he leaves it there and chases her away. Like Why didn't he yeah, didn't no, it? I Yeah, no,
1: I don't get why he didn't. See, this is his party foul, because yep. he should have grabbed that axe. And you know, he looks at the axe, and then he looks back at her, and then he just goes after her. All he has to do is reach around.
0: Yep. Rule number seven, don't leave your weapon mine. Yeah, so Jason, you failed. Right? Bad, bad Jason. Yeah. So Trisha's plan is to act as a bait so Tommy can escape. Um, and so she's going to run out of the house. Uh, Go across to the neighbor's house, run up the stairs again, another rule violation, and then she's just going to yeet herself out the window of the neighbor's house. Yeah, she kind of does what the dog
1: does, but like this could have easily ended in her death. Oh,
0: absolutely. This is a very stupid move. I mean, and I feel like she had options. I I feel like because in in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Sally does this exact same thing, but literally, she Leatherface was a foot behind her with a running chainsaw. She didn't have a choice. Whereas I feel like Trish could have just, like, done this more carefully. Maybe
1: she thought that, like, if she just jumped to her death, it would be better than getting, like, stabbed or strangled.
0: I guess. But this still looks pretty painful.
1: Oh, yeah. She's going to be really sore in the morning. Her back is pretty much just ruined at this point. She shouldn't have even been able to stand up. Yeah. Honestly, she should have been, like,
0: immobilized and Jason comes downstairs and kills her. Yeah. Or, like, she'd land on her feet and, like, the bones went through her leg or something. That'd be actually an interesting route for this movie to take i'd be Mm -hmm. down for it but she gets up and returns to the jarvis house where tommy's still there she's like are you fucking kidding me i told you to run you little brat (laughs) but this entire time tommy has been giving himself a makeover to make himself look like jason
1: yeah he it should have taken him at least you know two to three hours prosthetic makeup and uh you know cutting his hair buzzing it shaving it makeup, all of that stuff. That that usually it's a couple hours in the makeup chair, especially probably for Corey Feldman himself, but you know
0: nope, three minutes. Took him three minutes. <laughs> uh, good for him. He he really uh if he survives this, he's got a career waiting for him in the the film industry.
1: Yeah. Perhaps a a vampire film.
0: Yes. <laughs> perhaps about uh boys who are lost. Yeah. <laughs> so Trish has a machete. She she picks up a machete and Jason attacks her. And she fucks him up pretty good. She gets a good blow in his hand and in his shoulder. So she, she's doing all right here. Finally doing some things right. Good for her. Good for that, her. That blow to the hand, it like slices his entire hand. That's pretty good.
1: Pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not going to be enough. And Jason's going to tackle Trish. And she should die here. But Tommy's going to show up dressed as Jason, a uh, little kid Jason. And it's going to really confuse him. Mm-hmm. He's just be like, the fuck? What? Why is my young version of myself here? Stuns Jason. He breaks rule number two, constant vigilance. He turns his back on Trish. And Trish swings the machete at him and just hits his mask. And then drops the machete. And she never
1: goes for the neck. They always go for the head.
0: And, okay, you miss your first one. Wearing, wearing a mask. Take a second swing. Sends the hockey mask blank. Whatever. Jason goes back for Trish. Tommy seizes the opportunity and gets Jason right in the fucking head with the machete. Rule number 22, Take the shot. He took the shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, took a few. Took a few. Um, it's a gnarly kill. Jason falls down like the shreddy's right? like going through his head. Mm-hmm. And then J and Tommy sees like his hand moving, and so he picks the shreddy and just like chops him into bits. Yeah, it's great. Rolled him a six, double tap. This is like I mean, he he more than double. He, October, he more than that. There was a there was
1: tens of many taps
0: it it's it's really good. It's it's really solid. It's it's a, it's the correct it's what you always want. You know, we don't get to really see it, but like we feel it. It's what you always want your uh, horror movie characters to do. And yeah. it's rarely actually do something like this, but like the kid was angry. He killed Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Tommy killed Jason Voorhees here. Like T- Jason dies. And then of course for Jason rule number 4 don't be a menace. If you weren't a serial killer, you wouldn't get chopped to bits. Oh, yeah, one of your he's victims. Being a dick. Yeah, just g- generally being dick and killing people isn't cool, Jason. But ultimately, it was really constant vigilance. He let himself continually get distracted by one of the Jarvis kids, and then they seized the opportunity to, to take him out that way. Got to have eyes on the back of your head. Mm. And so the final scene in the movie is Trish is in the hospital. and They say hey, Tommy's going to be just fine, and he comes in, but he's got like this dead look in his eye. He definitely needs therapy, and that is the end of Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter which is not actually the final chapter. Wait, what? <gasps>
1: oh, my God, there's eight more movies. Well, that's good to
0: know. Okay, so we didn't get any new rules for Friday the 13th 4. There, there's so little to work with here. Barely any of these characters knew they are in a horror movie. I got nothing for rules.
1: I do. I have one. Okay. Wear gloves, please, <laughs> people. So in the very beginning, they're cleaning up all the evidence, and they're putting stuff away. They're putting stuff in baggies. Ah. <sighs> And they're not using gloves. Okay. They're touching everything. And is... not only that, but, like, do you see them wash their hands? No. And so they're just carrying all of that, like, germ and disease and traces of evidence all over themselves. And so that's – this is – we're living in a time where we have to be more conscious about that kind of stuff, guys. And I know this is 1984, and I don't know what they are going through at the time off the top of my head, but, like, really – See, this is this is why we have – Quarantines. This is why we have mass panic and stuff.
0: Like it's stuff that can spread really fast. If you can't tell, we're recording this in the middle of the coronavirus stuff. Oh, I'm
1: sure the coronavirus is going to be going on long um, enough. Yeah, to uh, where the next fifteen thousand podcasts. Will yes, be about. it's
0: true. But it's currently March fifteenth. Currently so the Ides of March. The Ides of March. Um, but that would fall under rule number three: do your damn job. These cops, yeah. yeah. These okay. They've got to wear gloves. So okay. I, I would say that falls under rule number three. Do, yeah, okay. So let's get into some awards here. First, we have the Randy Meeks merit badge, which goes to the character who did the best job at following the rules. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. And we have very limited options here. Very limited. we
1: got to just, I suppose, we should just give it to Corey Feldman because, I mean, clearly, I mean, he pulled all the stops at the end, even though he made a couple mistakes in the beginning. But, like... He's for located. the most part, he's the only one that actually understood, like, shit
0: has to, like, end. Yeah. He he did his homework. Yeah. Like, a good student. He, yep. he learned uh, what he needed to know about Jason. And he fucking killed Jason Voorhees. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think. How many times does Jason actually die in this series? Like, once? Is it really just once? Okay, no, twice. Jason dies exactly three times. Three times in this series. And Corey Feldman's one of the three people or one of the three groups of people to take him down and he's a little eight year old kid and he does it on his own. Mm-hmm. That's impressive and deserves props. So yeah, Tommy Jarvis is the winner of the Randy Meek's merit badge and I don't think it's close. Good for Tommy Jarvis. Then we have the Knight of the Living Pleb Award, which is of course based off Barbara from Night of the Living Dead, the worst movie character ever. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop
1: it. You're ignorant. They're coming
0: for you, Barbara. And this goes to the character did the worst job at following the rules. Who do you think You got a nomination?
1: Well, so many of these characters died like out of their own terms, so quite a few of them are a little bit unfair. But I gotta say, despite the fact that what's his name Rob was so disposable, I thought Tommy's sister was making all the wrong choices toward the end, That's where true. it was just like, then it was it was starting to like be
0: a little bit eye y and like, come on, really, really. The thing is, Trish did did a few things right. She did a, a couple things, but Rob didn't like nothing right. And he shouldn't have even been here. That's the thing. He knowingly walked into a horror movie, which is the opposite of what we stand for here on this podcast. Trish didn't really have a choice. The, The horror movie came to her. So, I kind of want to give it to Rob, just on the principle alone that he walked into this horror movie for no good reason. And yeah. then once he got here, he was fucking. you know useless. He, he's
1: like the Mark Bandanowitz of uh, of this movie. <laughs> yeah. he doesn't really serve that much of
0: a purpose other than
1: to make other people a little bit more stressed, and then he's gone.
0: And I find that insulting to Mark Bandanowitz. yeah, <laughs> that's how bad Rob is. So I want to give Rob the night of the Living Club award. okay. Uh, and he's not such a living club anymore.
1: He's, he's not he's, no, he's dead. he he
0: died. Okay, well, that was kind of, uh, that was kind of fun. <laughs> talking uh, talking shit about Rob was fun. Oh, yeah. So, we now need to turn to the Wheel of Spooks to decide what the next movie is going to be. Currently on the wheel, we have Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, Children of the Corn 7, Revelation, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, Tusk, Child's Play 3, Leprechaun 3, Saw 6, and Friday the 13th, Part 5, The New Beginning. Jacob, go ahead and spin the wheel. oh god you wonderful you just spun tusk yep
1: god why you guys are doing tusk
0: oh Oh, fuck fucking wonderful uh do you have any social media do you want to give out um
1: sure first and last name j-a-k-o-b-k-o-l-n-e-s-s that is my social media handle on all platforms yes i said all platforms so good luck (laughs)
0: alright so Tony will be joining us for the Tusk podcast we've never had him on before but that'll be interesting to say the least thank god it's on Netflix I don't have to buy it alright well Jacob thank you for joining me Uh, you're welcome alright this has been the How to Survive a Horror Movie podcast stay safe out there